Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We approach it with reverence. We approach it with honor. May your word be glorified and honored in our hearts and in our midst today. Let Jesus be revealed unto us. May we see ourselves as he sees us. May the burden of ignorance be destroyed today. In the name of Jesus. Yokes are broken. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. We are filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. The eyes of understanding have been enlightened. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Uh, I've missed this place. Amen. Nowhere like home, really. Yeah. Let's turn our Bibles to First Thessalonians. I think I'm getting some echo here. Right. So, First Thessalonians chapter 4. Praise God. I'm seeing one or two new faces, so I'm the new one here today. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Today, you know, this week we will be engaging in corporate fasting and prayer as a church like we usually do at this time of the year. Okay? Um, usually, June, June, July, we engage in one-week prayer and fasting. And then in November, we also engage in that. Okay? And so to prepare our hearts, to prepare us for it so that we can do it with... Um, knowledge okay and understanding we're just going to share some few things about that praise the lord so that um, we can maximize the time so we are, i'm sharing i think i said sharing with us on wednesday at the midweek service and i'll continue amen uh, from there. So we are looking at the purpose and the benefits of fasting. The purpose and the benefits of fasting. Some people have argued that in the New Testament we are not, we are not, uh, 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 it's not compulsory for us to fast. You know, that Jesus never commanded us to fast. Praise the Lord. But you know that's not really correct because it's like a given. Praise the Lord. We were never really directly instructed except in Luke 6.38 which is uh, which when you put in context it was not even just talking about giving of money. Praise the Lord. You know. Because these were practices that God had instituted for his people that transcended the law. You know. Praise the Lord. And then the purpose is also very important to help us to understand why we should do it. Glory to God. It's like saying, well, there is nowhere we are commanded to eat. You know? You don't need to be commanded to eat because it's the natural thing for you to eat. 
it's a part, it's a part of your living. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, well, like I said, we've got to understand the reason for it. First Thessalonians chapter 4, we'll read from verse 3 to 5. I'd like for us all to read it together. Okay? I'd like for us all to read it together. One to go. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. For some of us, that's the first time we are hearing that word. Concupiscence. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give us a new living translation so that it can break concupiscence. You know, it is when you are speaking like Walesho in Kada, you'll be using concupiscence. Okay? Yes. Not in lustful passion as the pagans do in their ignorance of God and their ways and his ways. So, when he talks about concupiscence, he's talking about passion. Okay? Praise the Lord. So, now, the Bible says here that the will of God is our sanctification. What is the will of God? Our sanctification. And the word sanctification means consecration or dedication. So what is the will of God? My dedication, my consecration is the will of God. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 lets us know that amongst other things, Jesus is our sanctification. Praise the Lord. So when you talk sanctification, when you talk consecration, you are talking holiness. Holiness meaning something that has been separated for a holy use. Something that has been dedicated for you know, a special. Praise the Lord. You know, like in some homes, you have daddy's, daddy's uh, plates, daddy's cups, you know. They are trying to do that for me in my house. I feel honored. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know. This is daddy's, some other places you say this is daddy's seat. So that place is a holy place. It is holy because it is separated for daddy. Hallelujah. Not because it is made of special wood. Amen. Not because the spoon is, is golden. Even it may be gold, even if it is gold plated. Do you understand? So that's 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 that means that thing is holy. Glory to God. So the Bible says our sanctification, our holiness is the will of God. In other words, God has separated us. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Let's look at it. First Corinthians 6, verse 11. God has separated us apart unto himself. Praise the Lord. Remember 1, Corinthians, 1 Peter 2 verse 9. It says that you are a holy nation. 
you are separated unto God and we've got to consider ourselves as such. It is the will of God. Now, praise God. Look at verse 11, 1 Corinthians 6. Let's read it together. One to go. And such were some of you. But you are what? You are what? Do you agree you are washed? We've been washed by the blood of Jesus, isn't it? Uh-huh. You are sanctified. Did he say you are going to be sanctified? No. He said you are already what? Sanctified. What does it mean to be sanctified? Separated, consecrated, dedicated unto God. Hallelujah. And then you are what? Justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. Meaning, in the name of Jesus, which is by the Spirit of God. The name of Jesus refers to his ability, refers to what, his, what, what, he, what he has done. And he did it by the Spirit of God. So we are already sanctified. Glory to God. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he now tells us that this is the will of God. That our sanctification is the will of God. And he now says in verse 4 that every one of us should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification. In other words, he's saying that every one of us have got to know how to live out the sanctified life that we have. We ought to live like sanctified people. We are not trying to be sanctified. He's telling us to live out our sanctified life. Which means we, we, cannot, we, 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 are, we cannot afford to just live anyhow. We've got to live like the sanctified people like we, that we are. Praise God. We've got to live our lives consecrated to him. We've got to live our lives in consecration to him. He says uh, that we are not to live for ourselves, uh, but we are to live for the one who died for us. So our lives uh, are not therefore to be lived on purely on our own terms. So the Christian is... This is, 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 is uh, 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 there's a demand on us uh, to live out uh, a sanctified life, uh, to live out uh, in holiness, to live out our lives uh, as separated people, as people who are already consecrated to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So he and therefore, the life of consecration is a life of, uh, 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 abst of learning to abstain from the things of the world that wants to control us. That will not bring glory to Jesus. That's why as believers, uh, living your consecra a consecrated life means you don't just follow the world. Amen. We don't just follow. We are separate unto God. So God becomes our primary uh, 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 controller in that sense. The natural man does not want control. He wants to have control of everything. But we can't. We are not built that way. Amen. We are designed by God to, for, to have our life source from him. Hallelujah. So he says that we should possess our vessel, that is our life. When he says our vessel, he's talking about our lives, our everything that we are in sanctification. Give me the New Living Translation of, uh, let's check the New Living Translation of verse 4, verse 5. No, verse 4. Praise God. Glory to God. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 4 in the New Living Translation. It says that, um, where are you, where are you? He said, yeah, yeah. He said, the will of God is for you to be holy and to stay away from sexual sin that each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Okay? So he's saying that there, there has got to be a life of control and not for us to yield to every and any desire that comes. So our lives and our desires, therefore, have, and our appetites have got to be controlled. And one of the ways to do that, right, is through fasting. Fasting is saying you are water, you are, it's abstinence. It is placing control over your desires and appetites. Primarily food. Food is something that is necessary. Hallelujah. But when you engage in a fast, you are saying, I am, this, I am placing myself under discipline so that I can yield myself right, and possess my vessel in sanctification. Because I am dedicating this time unto God. I am honoring God. Hallelujah. And I am therefore dealing at the same time dealing with my appetites and my passion. That's the reason, one of the reasons why they say Paul recommended that husband and wife should abstain from, from uh, sexual intercourse during fasting. It's, you are saying to yourself, uh, you are dealing with your body, bringing it under subjection, uh, and you are able to control your passions. We don't allow our passions to control us. We all have various passions. We all have various desires. We have various things uh, that we love. But nothing uh, should take uh, the place of God, the love of God in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, during the time of when we, when we engage in a fast, like I told us on Wednesday, we don't engage in a fast because we want to seek forgiveness from God. We don't engage in a fast because we want to seek the face of God. We saw it in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. He said that the, the, that, that, that the Lord is water. Let's read it. First Peter chapter 3, verse 12. He says, well, I want to go and seek God's face. We are not, to, we are not seeking the face of God. First Peter 3, quickly. Verse 1, verse 12. He said, for the eyes of the Lord are what? Come on, talk to me. The eyes of the Lord are over what? The righteous are and his ears are what? Are open to their prayers. The eyes of the Lord are over all. So we are not trying to seek his face. As if he were hidden. Glory to God. He's not far from us anymore. Where is he? He's on the inside of us. Glory to God. So however, a what fasting does for us, fasting deals with us. So we are saying this next six or seven days, uh, right? Uh, we want you, we, you are separating it. You are making that time uh, holy unto God. If you cannot do that, then it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, 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 it speaks about how much you honor God. It speaks about how much you allow you are allowing your passions to drive you. Fasting does not affect God. In fact, 
Fasting does not change the situations of life. Fasting does not drive the devil away far away from you. In fact, Jesus is our, as our example. Immediately he finished his 40 days fast. The devil was, he was the first person he met. So as you are fasting, the devil is, is right at the door waiting for you. By the time you come down from the mountain. Hallelujah. But prayer is what changes the situations of life. It's prayer that changes the situations of life. Prayer is what changes things. Fasting does not change things. Fasting does not help God. Hallelujah. Fasting helps you to possess your vessel in sanctification. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, consecration Fasting is about consecration. Consecration has to do with dealing with our desires and appetites. See, you can't pray lost away. Tell your neighbor you can't pray lost away. Yeah. Lost is, you know, uh, uh, inordinate desire. When very strong, you have strong desire for things. You can't pray it away. Lost can only be dealt with according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 through consecration. You decide to consecrate yourself. Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. Hallelujah. He said, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. I'm the one that chooses that this is not expedient for me. Second Corinthians chapter 5. I'd love for us to read that scripture again. Very important. For the love of Christ constrains us. Verse 14. The love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ constrains us. What does it mean to constrain the love of Christ puts us in check. Praise the Lord. The love of Christ puts us in check. Verse 14. He said, the love of Christ puts us in check. The love of Christ controls us. The love of Christ sets the, our limits and boundaries. And when we say the love of Christ, it's not our love for him, but his love for us. Because we love him because what? He first loved us. Glory to God. Amen. So he said, for we thus judge, right? We thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. The next verse. He died for everyone so that those who receive this new life will no longer live for themselves. Tell two people around you, we don't live any longer for ourselves. We don't. We don't. That's spiritual growth. We don't live for ourselves alone. Instead, they live for Christ who died and was raised for them. I worship you alone, Jesus, you are more than life to me, I honor you alone, Jesus, you are everything to me, Master. Savior Jesus, I love you more and more, Master, Savior Jesus. 
Jesus, I love you more and more. So the fasting period is a time of dedicated or consecration or dedicated or consecrated time to God. It's like the Sabbath day. What was the purpose of the Sabbath day? The Sabbath day was to honor God until they made it a, an idol. I'm saying that, hey, you don't, you don't do any other thing. You don't walk on that day. It's so that you can focus on me. So that you can concentrate on me. That time, that day on the Sabbath day, you go to the temple or you're in your house, you are sharing, I mean, you are meditating on the word. You know, you are engaging in corporate worship together. It says six days. It said the other, that seventh day is hallowed unto God. Amen. That's what fasting time is like. They're saying, God, I want to separate this time for you. And that's not too much to ask. Praise the Lord. So you are consecrating it. You are saying, I will not allow any other thing to control me. I will not allow any other thing to take my time. I will not allow any other thing to take my focus from him. Praise God. Therefore, who does fasting change? It's you and I. It's you and I. You know, we can engage in long time fasting. Yeah. If we can't fast off food, we may find it difficult to fast off other things. Yeah. Job called food my necessary food. But there are some other things that have become necessary for us when they are not usually when they when when they shouldn't be necessary. So if you can deal with necessary food, then you should be able to deal with other things that you have acquired as necessary, but they are not necessary. Yeah. Glory to God. You know, there are some things we just call, we call necessary to ourselves. We have, we have acquired them as a necessary taste. Ah, no, no, it's compulsory. I must drink one Coke per day. Or else I would not be myself. Hallelujah. It's, com- it's compulsory. I must watch so, so, and so, and so every day. You know? We just no, I can't but watch the news. Says who? <laughs> Praise God. No, I have to sleep six hours. It's necessary. Science tells me if I want to live long, I must sleep at least six hours every day. I can't break it. No wonder the Lord cannot get to you to even pray in the night for somebody. Because you have made a law. So Jesus, you know more than Jesus that prayed all night. Amen. I say, well, that's the reason why he did not live long. You and I know that's not the reason why he didn't live long. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. In fact, it was better he lived, he did not live long. Amen. Yeah, it was better. He just came, did this thing, pa, 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 and, get, and got out of the scene. So that he could give birth to us. Why live a hundred years when you could do it in 33 years? 
Praise God. So with long life, you will satisfy me. It was not Jesus' scripture. It's for you because you don't have to die for him. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. So, we see good examples in the scriptures. We see Moses. We see Elijah. We see Jesus. Let's look at the, the, the time Moses, the, the three of them fasted for 40 days. Right? Correct? Yeah, the three of them fasted for 40 days. When Moses, where did Moses do his fast 40 days fasting? On the mountain. Elijah, where did he do it? Hebron. On the mountain. What is, for 40 days, said he, 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 the angel gave him food, right? And he walked on the strength of that food for 40 days upon the Mount of Horeb. Hebron, not Horeb. Then Jesus also did what? He fasted for 40 days, right? Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4 also said Jesus was what? He was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. So the first thing we learn from the three of them is that they had a place. They had a place dedicated. Now, of course, in our, in our days, I can't tell you to go somewhere. You may not be able to go to the mountain. If you can't afford to go to the mountain, fine. Praise God. But the lesson there is that in your time of fasting, have a dedicated place where you meet with the Lord. Have a place in your house. Have a place somewhere may not be your house, your house may not be convenient. Just find somewhere. If you can find your way to church. They also had the time. So when you are fasting, have a time separated unto God. In the course of the 24 hours. I know we are busy, we will be going to work. But in the course of your 24 hours, why don't you just look for tight? The tight of a day is how, how many hours? Huh? 2.4. Right? Let's say 2.4. Okay. 2 hours, 40 minutes. 24. Okay, make it 3 hours. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, usually when I want time, if I have fragments, let's say, let's say my tithe is 12,800 naira, I'll just make it 13,000. You know. So I just love I just love to do that. You know, so, so no, it has to be ah, it becomes you are becoming a Pharisee of Titan. <laughs> I know they, you know, Pharisees they will count if it is one thousand grains, they will count the hundred grains. Say yes, it's tight. Say, yeah. That's been that's been dog, that's been legalistic. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So so, so look for look for there should, should be a time there should be a uh, there should be a place look for a time within that 24 hours praise god to dedicate to your fasting activities that this time is holy unto god i don't allow any other thing what to distract me some of us, it might have to be in the night. That's the time you have. Because of your shadow. Amen. Praise God. Some of us might be doing, uh, uh, what do you call it? Break at work. That 12 to 1 break. Everybody is going to eat. You are not going to eat. So why don't you just find, the, you know, find a place where you can just be with God. 
when you deliberately do such, you are honoring God. That's what you're doing. And nobody is too young to fast. Nobody is too, too young, nobody is too old. This woman, remember that prophetess, right? Anna. The Bible says that she, she served God in fastings and prayer night and day. She was about 84, thereabout. In the temple. So, you take out time, you look for a time, you determine your time. So, I'm sharing this with you now so that you can start thinking about your time at this week. What time should will I schedule to be with the Lord? Because, listen, fasting without other spiritual activities like I shared on Wednesday, right, is nothing. It's just hunger strike or you are trying to shed weight. No spiritual, nothing spiritual added to it. Nothing. Does it? It doesn't do anything. Glory to God. But it's a time to deal with some of those appetites. Praise God. So our fasting time is a time where we are diverting our appetites to God. We are diverting our attention, our appetites. Some of us, 7 o'clock, we must take our dinner. 7. If we don't take our dinner at 7, our bodies start to shake. It's time to do what? To dedicate that time to the Lord. Food, you are not going to lord it over me. I'm breaking this. Does it mean that you are not going to be hungry when you are fasting? From experience. That's the time the hunger. Hallelujah. That's the time you say the, the, the clock is is slow, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not the clock that is slow. It is your body that is speaking. It is your appetites. And that's where the discipline. Saying, Lord, I'm consecrating. I'm dedicating. I am possessing my vessel in sanctification. I am sanctifying this time unto you. You are worth more than it. So that helps us. That mindset helps us to go through it. Amen. If you can stay through first day, second day, by the third day, your body will start adjusting. Adjust. Yeah. Your body will start adjusting. Praise God. If your body doesn't adjust, you stay with it. I put my body what? Under. I speak to my body. No way. If you couldn't, something happened and suddenly you found food in your mouth. Ah, Motijawe. I have broken the fast. Repent and go back. Yes. No, they say after all, Kuku. They say, let me. No, you, you, you. I say, but I've broken the fast. Go back. Go back there. Just. Hallelujah. Is the attitude. Some of you need to, we may need to start confessing from now. I conquer food. I conquer breakfast. I conquer lunch. The French people call breakfast petit déjeuner. That's small. Eh? 
small lunch. That's what they call it. They don't usually eat uh, breakfast. Right? So, so, so that the, the lunch is the dejeuner. That's the one that... Uh, you know. What they serve us for lunch. <laughs> Big fish. You know. Big fish, not uh, the one like the one you do, not the one you you cut. Uh, you will cut to a hand. They are not. It's not partitioned to be food. Fish. If they are going to give you tilapia, they will give you the whole one from the head to the to the tail. Hallelujah. And then if they are going to give you dodo, dodo is a meal. They are not, not not like the one that you sprinkle on rice here. Yeah, you guys are. You guys are. Yeah. yeah. You don't know anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor, why are you talking about food? We want to fast. <laughs> but that was what we had to contend with. <laughs> I tried to put it in front of my wife like this. She was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you know. Hallelujah. Amen. You, they, they will pack the whole the, the plate full of dodo. You know, that's a meal for them. Well, you now say in front of those things. I said, no way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because one day I wanted to I wanted to skip it. I wanted to skip lunch so that I could. Because, I mean, I just been feeding up, you know, you know so I had to tell them, please, Sylvie, please, no, no lunch. Can I serve my wife lunch? Me? No lunch for me. Ha, ah, ah, papa, pukwa. I said, whatever the pukwa means. No food. <laughs> Got to deal with your, with your body. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why? So that your appetites will not control you. Amen. 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 Praise God. So what do we do during a fast? Let's talk about that briefly. What do we do? Pastor, it seems as if you are just talking about our appetites alone. No, it's, it's, it's a time of consecration to God. And if you, are, if you actually have some appetites that uh, the Bible says we should abstain from fleshly loss. Develop a fasting culture to deal with those things. Hallelujah. A friend said he had, he had, a, he had a very terrible passion for watching movies. He said it was so bad he watched movie he was in front of the television for three days going from one movie to the other to the other you know he didn't take his bath he was just he would eat breakfast there he would take lunch there it would take he was he was he was three days watching is it uh, you know those series and uh, his own was 24 is there a series called 24 hours just like that and you know even if the Holy Spirit is nudging you like this you will hear so you know what he did he said he decided to fast off TV for two years say ah you know the other one you said ah now this one is now he's saying you are saying ha. if it has to do because listen what god wants to engage us in is way beyond the price that we have to pay and today he's a he's 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 doing great and mighty things for the lord in the kingdom So sometimes, uh, if we need to go to extremes, when you find that, I mean, even though you, they say the spirit is willing, but they say the flesh is weak, 
we use that scripture as an excuse. Whereas it is not supposed to be an excuse. It is supposed to jack you up. That no, I put my body under. I discipline myself. When was the last time you spent two hours studying the scriptures? Studying. So what are the things we do? Number one, we pray. You can't, you, you can't engage in fasting without prayer. The Bible says that Jesus, he was led into the wilderness and there he what? He prayed. Acts chapter 13, verse 1, through to 4, said there were certain prophets and teachers, right, in Antioch, in the church at Antioch. Like Brother Higgins will call it, beginning with Barnabas and ending with Saul. He said, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me, Barabbas and Saul, for the work that I have called them to do. And the Bible says, what after they fasted and prayed. So, you should engage in prayer. Now, if you are to engage in prayer, it means you must have a prayer plan. You must have a prayer plan. You must have a prayer plan. What do you want to pray about? Now, we are engaging in corporate prayer and fasting. We are going to be sending prayer points to us every day. So if you are not on church WhatsApp, get on church WhatsApp. Right? And we are also going to be engaging in prayer meeting 6.30 to 8 p.m. every day. Now, don't let that be the only time that you pray. If you have to wake up at 12 midnight to pray, pray. In one of those, in one of the times this week, I'm going to, I have decided that I will have personal all night prayer. I'm not doing that, I'm doing that to stir you up. I'm saying that to stir you up. Hallelujah. Does that mean I'm not going to go, come to the office throughout the week? It doesn't mean so, I will. Does that mean that I'm not going to do other things, engage in other things during the day? I will. Jesus prayed all night. Jesus prayed all night. And his own all night was not from 12 to 6. His own all night was from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Because night begins in Israel at 6. So if Jesus could do it then, why? I should do it. There's just something about praying at night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have all the time. You are, you are, you are quiet. You are, able to, you are able to deal with sleep. Amen. If you don't sleep for one night, it won't, you won't die. I mean, I, I, when you are a student, well, there are no nights that you did not sleep. Come on, talk to me. You went to school. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And nothing happened to you. Why? Because you had something in front of you. Now you have something in front of you. Your life. Who has watched movie overnight before? Let me see your hands up. Don't lie. Jesus is looking at you. You see? So we watched movie overnight. We watched movie overnight. So we can pray overnight. Tell your neighbor I can pray overnight. Even though it's a confession for now. Tell your neighbor I can pray. I can pray overnight. Yeah, I can. I can. If you have to wake up at three, pray three to five. Because you have to rush back, rush, rush to work. When you are, when you are, when you, when you are uh, 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 commuting, it's not the time to be hearing the latest gist or traffic radio. Oh, one of those no switch off your radio it's concentrated time for God commune with him as you go as you go along pray in the Holy Ghost 1 Corinthians 14 verse 18 I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all a time of 
of of of uh, uh, of prayer and fasting fasting period is a time to to develop the culture the habit of praying in tongues engage a lot in praying in tongues in this this week engage a lot in it hallelujah so what else do we do praise god we meditate on the word In the time of fasting, some of us don't know this, so that's why I'm breaking it down for us. Engage. Because like I shared on Wednesday, fasting period, you know, it, it opens you up to hear from God better. Because, see, food, let me tell you, food there can weigh us down. Food can weigh down our spirits. You know, after you've eaten that begiri, anamala, or let's go to Ekiti, pounded yam, right? You know, you know, how many of us feel like running 100 meters after we finish eating pounded yam? You feel like just, just, you know, just relax. You know, if you have to remove your belt, you know, yes. To come, come and pray three hours, pray, for, pray one hour in tongues at that time. No, ah, no. That's what food does for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But when you are fasting, you are light. You are light. You know, and spiritually, it, 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 you, you are able to engage more in spiritual things. So you meditate on God's word and also not only meditate this week you must find something to study about study the word so out of that 24 hours you are praying you are meditating and you are studying find study time praise god hallelujah you know study time when like i'm a student that just finished their exams not to you know was was study time just in time huh no, you can't be studying and gisting at the same time. Some of us were gisters. We are the ones that people gather around in the office. Separate. Separate. It's not the time for gisting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, of course, that's not the time you'll be, there. you'll be looking morose so that everybody will know that you are fasting. No. Jesus Christ said that Jesus said that you have collected your reward. But when you fast, he said, do your makeup. You know, Jesus is not against makeup. Praise God. Look well, look good. Put on nice perfume. Praise God. Carry yourself well. So that your father who sees you in the secret will do what? He will reward you openly. Don't let him do that. Just fasting for the world. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, the time to meditate on the word. It's time to study. Write this down. There are three messages I want us to listen to this week. Right? I came prepared for you. It's on our SoundCloud page. So if it's on our SoundCloud page, you go to soundcloud.com slash Kingsville Royal Scribe. Okay? Click on playlists. You will see them there. Number one, um, well, Gaining advantage by the anointing. I want us to go and listen to that message. It's a series. Number two. Another series that you should listen to. Are you growing spiritually? First one. Gaining advantage by the anointing. Number two. Are you growing spiritually? 
help you in your Bible study. Number three, discerning the leading of the Spirit. They are all on our SoundCloud page. Discerning the leading of the Spirit. Okay? And for the leaders in church, all leaders, add this to yours. Okay? Uh, 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 the message on feed your focus. Our January leaders retreat. January 2023 leaders retreat. The message on feed your focus. It's about 40 or 45 minutes. Okay? So, this message, let me go, go over them again. Gaining advantage by the anointing. Are you growing spiritually? Discerning the leading of the spirit. And for the leaders, right? Feed your focus. Our leadership retreat. January leaders retreat 2023. So, this, this, these, are, these are aids. While you are in your office, you are listening. Right? You have your downtime or you are commuting. You put it on your, your, uh, 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 your radio or uh, what do you call it? Your device. You know, and listen. Feed yourself with God's word. So meditate, study, pray. Amen. Very important. That is, it, it, it will make your prayer time fruitful. So practical things to do as a roundup. Uh, decide your time with God. Okay? Decide the time. Start to decide that time. Praise God. Amen. And we are going to, you know, we, are, uh, we know we have body group meetings today. So in our very, various body group meetings, we are going to be accounting, giving, making ourselves accountable. Our body group leaders are going to tell, ask us. Now, don't because of that and not attend body group meetings. I trust you will not do that. Praise the Lord. Question, what should I pray about? You can pray about many things. You have, you're a student. You need to pray about your future. You're a businessman. Pray concerning your business. You know, sometimes, you have, I mean, look at, just look at the way, you, you know, several, several things cannot even be predicted now. You know, because you don't know whether tomorrow the, the dollar is going to be whatever. And you have already made your plan. You know the plans that people made in January? They have to now do what? Readjust. You know? People are saying, oh, there's going to be job losses and all that. You know, you need to pray. And remember, I think I, before I left, we, we taught on prayer, isn't it? Why should you pray? You are not praying to beg God. You are praying to engage the supernatural in your life. Pray concerning your children. Pray concerning your family. Pray concerning your job. Pray, say, pray, pray, pray concerning the people you want to reach to the, for the Lord. This year. Praise the Lord. Pray concerning the local assembly. Kingsville Church. There are many things to pray about. The Lord may even lead. We, we, we may even have been having a burden to pray for someone in particular. This is the time for you to pray. Oh, I shared a very sad story. You know, let me share it here. I'm still repenting in my heart. There was a man that I invited for Friends Day in my neighborhood. The person didn't come. I'd been praying about the person. You know, it's just been in my heart, lingering in my heart. Reach this man. I said, Well, you know, I will, I will, I will. One or the other. I got so carried away, so busy. Carried away. You know. I was seem like, oh, Mr. John. Oh, don't worry. I, I, I'm going to see you. I need to see you. I, a couple of times I even told him that. While driving past. And when I was in Abidjan, he, he, he came to me. Okay, you need to see you. You know, he needs to see this man. You know, I was like, okay, when I come, I will engage him. You know, the next day after I came, as I was driving out, I saw his, um, what do you call it, obituary. The man died. Was, the man was dead. He died about two or three weeks ago. 
while I was in Abidjan. Oh, when I saw it, I shouted. I was on the street. I shouted, and people were gathering around me. People didn't know why I was shouting. I was in tears. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! I missed this. I missed this. So this was what the Lord was prompting me in my heart. I can only hope now that somebody was able to reach him. So let's not joke with these things. Our life is not all about ourselves. Let's not be too busy. I was too busy. And I missed that opportunity. God already knew that that man was going to go. And he said he was no, he just drew, he drove himself to the hospital. And then, and he died. So God, I'll forever remember that. It's not something good to remember. Hallelujah. So please, let's live our lives for Jesus. Okay? It's very important. Like I was sharing at Kingsville Global Message Meeting, doing the will of God. You know, I, I said to them, you know, I give the example in Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 29, where, what's his name now? Philip. He left, the Spirit of God strength, moved him or ordered him, instructed him to leave a crowd. I mean, if you are an evangelist, what do evangelists want? They want crowd so that they can reach, preach to people. They can win more souls. But the Spirit of God told him to leave the crowd and go to the desert to go and meet one man. One man, the treasure, the treasurer, or the finance in our day, the finance minister of Utopia at the time, under the Queen Candace, who was reading the book of Isaiah, he didn't understand. The spirit said, Philip, join himself, join yourself to that chariot. And he met the man. Do you understand what you are reading? He said, How can I understand except somebody explains it to me? That was how. He was able to preach the gospel to the guy. Right? And got him baptized. And the Spirit of God, in what we call Philip's translation, uh, transportation, moved him. He was moved by the Spirit back into town again. But that man, that single soul, was the introduction of the gospel into Africa. So, one soul, you never know what is behind it when God prompts you amen hallelujah so these are the things we should do praise God praise God observe see observe discipline from Jesus if the naira should come to one thousand naira to, uh, to a dollar this week, it's not your gist time. It's your what? Prayer and fasting time. Whatever. If the fuel pump price should increase this week, it's not your gist time. Time to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Get a notebook. Because you should expect the Lord to speak to you. So that you can write things. They say that the shortest pencil is longer than what? Than the longest memory. Write things down. When am I going to study the word? Jesus was in the temple for four days hearing stuck in Bible study four days four days when he was 12 years old so you are not too young or too old Amen 
Praise God. I believe God that it will be a meaningful time for us this season in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet, everybody. I worship you alone. Jesus, you are more than life to me. I honor you alone. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, 